welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. It's good to be with you, brothers and sisters. It's good to be in the presence of God. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been waiting on the Lord, and, and I feel if, if something from the Lord for us tonight to encourage us, and it, it links in with what Pastor Nick was, was sharing on Sunday, so, so I'm excited. I'm excited. It's great to see you. It really is, and, and a happy new year to everyone. Just elbow the person beside you and wish them a happy new year there. Um, good, and those of you that are online, you can wish us all a happy new year. Just put a comment in, uh, but we're, you're all... Uh, very welcome tonight. We're in Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Uh, my title tonight, and I thought Andy was actually going to get into my message, you know, with, with some of the things he was sharing. And the last song, Isaac, we sang about, about bringing an offering to the Lord, that this links in with, with uh, what we're talking, talking about tonight. So uh, the Spirit has already been, been speaking to us. Um, my title tonight is All We Have, All We Have, uh, Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 13. Actually, we'll, we'll go back a, a verse, we'll go back to verse 10. So John, and this is uh, John the Baptist, was beheaded in prison, and his head was brought on a tray and given to the girl who took it to her mother, and this was uh, in Herod's palace, I suppose, and, and uh, John was, was uh, beheaded at the behest of, of this girl. And uh, verse 12, John's disciples came for his body and buried it. Then they told Jesus what had happened. Verse 13, as soon as Jesus heard the news, he went off by himself in a boat to a remote area to be alone. I imagine, you know, to grieve and to ponder the death of John. Uh, so he goes off alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed by land from many, many villages. And I'm sure this was inconvenient for Jesus in his morning time. And he's just lost a friend, lost, I suppose, a cousin, a relative as well. Um, and he wanted to be by himself. But the crowd comes. And in verse 14, it says, This vast crowd was there as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Hallelujah. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place. It's getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus replied, that isn't necessary. You feed them. Impossible, they exclaimed. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and two fish. He looked up toward heaven and asked God's blessing on the food breaking the loaves into pieces. He gave some of the bread and fish to each disciple, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, 
and they picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men had eaten from those five loaves in addition to all the women and children. Lord God, Lord God, thank you, Lord, Lord, that you came, O God. Lord, you stood amongst men, Jesus. Lord, and you, Lord, you paved the way, O God. You marked the way, Jesus. Lord, you give, Lord, these signs, this was one of them, O God. You give many signs, O God. Lord, you give, give these signs, Lord to, Lord, to let, Lord, the world know, Lord, to let us know, God, who you are, Jesus. Lord, what, what power you hold, Jesus. What authority you hold, Lord. And Father God, I thank you, O oh God, Lord, that we can gather round, Lord, this scene tonight, O oh God, Lord, and we can examine, Lord, you, O oh God, we can examine, oh Lord, how the disciples reacted, O oh God, Lord, and we can learn something tonight, O oh God. I pray, Lord, Lord, open our minds, Lord, Lord, open our understanding tonight, O oh God, that, Lord, tonight, Lord, we would be able to take something, Lord, Lord, from, from this, uh, Lord, episode, Lord, in, in, in your life, O oh God, and, and learn something, O oh God. Speak to us tonight, Jesus. Speak to us, O oh God. Speak to us in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Jesus has just heard the news that, that John the Baptist has been beheaded, and he gets onto this boat, and he, he goes off to a remote place to be by himself. And, and the crowd come, and they, they follow him, as, as we've talked about. And, and Jesus had compassion on them, and he started ministering to them. And you can imagine him going around and picking up the sick children and, and, and touching the, 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 the damaged legs and the, the bent backs and, and the people who are sick. And Jesus starts to heal them and, and make them whole. And you can imagine the rejoicing, the, the sounds of, of just this crowd rejoicing and the, and the wows of, look, look what he's done now. Look what Jesus has done. And the joy of, of people who had, who had no hope, receiving hope, and, and now they'll be able to maybe earn a living again. Now they'll be able to find a life partner, get married, maybe set up a home where before maybe that was impossible. You, we don't know what has happened, but we can imagine all this joy and, 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 and Jesus going in hands-on onto the sick and the broken and the diseased and the, the, the desperate and he steps out of, out of this time of grieving to do this. And it tells us in, in John chapter 6, verse 26, that, that, that Jesus knows what the crowd is really after. And, and there's a crowd of people here, and, and he says in, in John 6, 26, I tell you, you're looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. And, and, and Jesus knows what he's dealing with, with the people. There, there are people there that they, they just want to have the phenomenon. They just want to have their bellies filled. They just, they just want to, to, to see the miracles. They just want to have their senses filled. And Jesus knows what he's dealing with, yet he has compassion. And yet, to these people, he ministers out of a time of maybe grief in his own life. And so in, in this gathering of people, you have, I suppose, three types of people. You have, first of all, Jesus, the Messiah, the unique, the one and only, the, 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 the Son of God, sent 
from heaven. You have Jesus the Messiah. You have the disciples there gathering around who who are following Jesus. And then you have these 5,000 men and probably alongside another 5,000 women and maybe another 5,000 children. And I don't know who were the bigger eaters. Possibly the women. (laughs) I mightn't get away with that when I get home. But 5,000 women eaten, 5,000 men, and possibly 5,000 children, somewhere between 10 and 15,000 people, brothers and sisters. 10, somewhere between 10 and 15,000 people. The population, a population that's greater than Carrigaline. Imagine all the people in Carrigaline gathering together to listen to Jesus and ministering to them. Them sitting down then and, and having food. A huge crowd. A huge crowd. But evening comes and the disciples come to Jesus and they say that that this is a desolate place and it's getting late. So send the crowd away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. And you can see the disciples getting under a little bit of pressure here. Like I've, I've cooked, I don't cook often. But when I do cook, I cook for a crowd of about six, and it stresses me out. So to provide food for 10 people would be a huge mountain for me to do. I've, been, I've run youth weekends, and we've fed 300 young people, and, um, and I've seen how difficult that is. So the thought of, of, of feeding 5,000 men alone, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's huge. You would need trucks. You would need lorries. You would need catering companies. Where are they going to get all the food? Uh, where, who's going to pay for this? And so the, so the disciples are, are seeing this problem coming. They're seeing an issue coming down. And, and they, they go to Jesus and, and they say, Jesus, um, this, this place is desolate. There's nothing here. And the word desolate in its original meaning means a waste place. It means like a desert. It means a lonesome place. And here the disciples, they come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, this place where you are is a wasteland. It's a wasteland. There's nothing here. And can you imagine coming to the author of life? Jesus, almighty God, this place where you are, there's nothing here. And they're completely missing the point that's standing in front of them as the Messiah is almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, who can supply all things. They're completely missing it. Because wherever God is, brothers and sisters, is not desolate. Is anything but desolate. Whether you come from way out West Cork (laughs) or Donegal or the city of Cork, where, where, brothers and sisters, where you are, where the presence of God is, is not desolate. It is not desolate. You may feel 
Your circumstances sometimes are desolate and, and desperate and desert-like and, and a bit dry and, and so on. But when you have Jesus in your home, when you have Jesus in your life, it is anything but desolate, no matter, no matter what the appearances are. And they come and they try to tell Jesus this place where you are, Jesus is desolate. Send the people away to somewhere more fruitful. Imagine, imagine the disciples sending the people away from Jesus to get their supply and to have their needs fulfilled. And brothers and sisters, no matter where you are, it's not desolate. It's not desolate. You have Jesus. You have a supply. You will have your needs. He is faithful. He is faithful. And the disciples are about to learn that this place where Jesus is, no matter where Jesus is, no matter where he has brought them to, even though it seems desolate, it's a place of healing, it's a place of life, and it's a place of nourishment from the hand of the Lord. And then, then they, say, they, they tell Jesus a bit more. They, they say, Jesus, you may not have realized, but it's actually getting late Jesus, you haven't noticed the problems that we're running into here. <laughs> have, you, have you ever said that to Jesus? Lord, you're not noticing um, that, that things are getting critical around here. There's a bit of pressure on. And, and Jesus, we're going to have to come up with a plan because I don't see how we're going to get out of this one. Me and you, Jesus, we're in a fix here. And I don't know if you've noticed, Jesus, I'm, I'm desperate about something, Jesus. And I think you're, you're a bit late. You're a bit late, Jesus. Come on. I need you to do something. I need you to answer my prayer. God, I, I need you to, to fix the situation that I'm in. And brothers and sisters, Jesus is not late. He's not late. His timing is good. His timing is perfect. And trust Him. Trust Him a bit more. But these disciples are, are feeling the pressure and they're, 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 they're getting concerned. And, you know, as I was pondering this, I was wondering, are they concerned for the welfare of the crowd? You know, are they really concerned for the multitude? Or are they feeling their own hunger? Because if you look at, at Mark's account of it over Mark chapter 6, they hadn't eaten before they left to go over in the boat. So possibly, possibly the, the, the disciples are feeling the hunger pangs. And, and it's reminding them of how this crowd is hungry. And may, maybe God has stirred the burden for the multitude within them, as He does, brothers and sisters. Sometimes He does it through our own needs when we realize our own challenges and difficulties, we get stirred for others. God sometimes brings us to those places. But anyway, the, the, the people, the disciples are stirred for this crowd and, and, and they're, they're, they're putting this to Jesus. Jesus, this is a, a lonely, des desolate place. It's getting late. You're going to have to do something. And Jesus turns to the disciples and he, he says this, they don't need to leave. You feed them. You feed them. 
He turns to his followers. These are the people that are, that are closest to him. These are the people that, that claim his name, claim him as their leader, as their rabbi. And he turns to them and he says, you feed them. You answer this. And I can imagine them all looking to each other. Is he talking to you? Is he talking to me? Peter, I think he's talking to you in this one. <laughs> and, and they're all standing there. What do you mean, Jesus? This is beyond us. This is impossible. And Jesus turns to them and very definitely he puts the obligation on them that you feed this multitude. And brothers and sisters, Pastor Nick talked about this on Sunday, that, that God does promise to provide our needs and, and to set us free from worry. And, and part of his solution in doing this is to give us his burden. And he says, he comes to, to these disciples on this day and he says, you take my burden upon you. And this, this is where Jesus is, is placing the obligation on the disciples like he does with us brothers and sisters. He says, because we know there is a need in this world. There is a, a generation, there's a multitude that are lost, that are hungry that are looking for life, that need healing, that, that, are, that are struggling with, with depression and suicide and all sorts of need, brothers and sisters. And Jesus comes to us and he says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You be the light. You be the salt. You remain in me and bear much fruit. And so, Jesus comes to us as a church, and, and, and this is for us, Cork Church. We are to feed the people. And he said it to these disciples, you feed them. You be the answer. And if you're like me, and I'm sure you are, when, when Jesus comes to us and says, you be the salt of the world, you be the light, then I have to lift my hands and say, I can't. It's impossible. Like the disciples, what are we going to do? We do not have the resources. We do not have the strength. We don't have the wisdom. We don't have the talent. We have some talent. We have Isaac. Talented. We've got some talent amongst us and some little bits of this and that. But we do not have what it takes, brothers and sisters, to feed this generation and to be the answer that Jesus declares us to be. And so like the disciples were standing, okay, Jesus, I know that you want me to be a testimony. I know that you want me to be a witness. I know that you want me to be an answer. I know you want me to be a testimony in my workplace. I know you want me to be a testimony amongst my peers and my friends and my family. I know, God, that you, you want me to, to shine for you. But I just find it, it's too much. 
It's too much. I can't do it. And that's what the disciples were saying as Jesus put them under this obligation. And what Jesus is doing is he's, he's sharing his burden with the disciples. And he does that with us, brothers and sisters. He wants us to join in with him in his ministry to this world of, of reaching people that are lost and broken, going after lost sheep, going after those who are, who are bound and shackled, who are in darkness. Brothers and sisters, he has called us, Cork Church, to join with him in, this, in the greatest mission ever. To reach the lost. Feed 15,000 people. Be a channel of God's blessing in this generation. This obligation is put on to the disciples, put on to us, and like them, we're bankrupt. We're bankrupt. So the burden is impossible. So how do we react? I can imagine the disciples just throwing up their hands. Oh, that's impossible. Have we failed the test, Jesus? What are we going to do now? So the burden is impossible. We have no solution. How do we react? How do we react? Now, if we're disciples of Jesus, then there is no escaping, brothers and sisters, this obligation that he puts on us. But like Pastor Nick said on Sunday, this is, the part, this is part of our solution for our anxieties, is that we would not worry about our own issues. We give them to Jesus. He gives his burden to us, which is impossible, as we've discovered. It's impossible. But he gives it to us. And as we step into this place, we find wholeness. We find freedom. And, and Jesus, what he does is he, he says to them, take my yoke, take my yoke. And he says, my burden is light. And we can feel the weight of this, of this burden that God, God puts on us to reach the lost. And we can, we can be weighed down with it or else we can, live it, we, can, we can deal with it the right way, which is through the strength of Jesus. Let's go on. So Jesus, Jesus wants the eyes of the disciples on this multitude that he is having compassion on. This is the privilege of discipleship where we get to join with him. And here's the question tonight, brothers and sisters. Do we want to just remain consumed with our own lives, our own issues? Or do we want to step into this other supernatural life of living, concerned, and meeting the needs of multitudes? The concerns of our Father in heaven, the burdens of Jesus, the way he had compassion on the multitude. Do we want that? Or do we want to live 
with our own concerns. And, and we can do this exchange because what God is concerned about are small details, our life details, our bigger details. He is concerned about it all. And He is looking after all that. He's, he's promised us that. But what He wants us to do is be concerned about His concerns, which is the multitude. And if we will step into that, that burden will be light because He's carrying it with us. We're yoked to Him in that. That's our choice, brothers and sisters. And, and Cork Church, I just want us to step this year in 2022, let us endeavor to not just be concerned with our own things, but step into the concerns and burdens that the Holy Spirit, that Jesus would give us. And so many of you have done that. We'd, like Feed Cork is a great example of it, and so many wonderful ministries in the church. And I love what God is doing. Let's, let's, let's go further. Let's go further. If you're in this church and you haven't stepped into this yet, step into it. In Mark's, in Mark's version of this story, Jesus asks, asks the disciples, he says, what do you have? What do you have? And the disciples say to Jesus, all we have is five loaves and two fish. Now that was a, a little boy's lunch. As we know, belonged to a little boy. It would only have fed a little boy. And all they had was enough to feed one child out of the 15,000. One child. That's what they could come up with in and of ourselves. And so they come to Jesus and they say, all we have is all we have is, and, and sometimes I believe it can be like that with us as, as Jesus presents his concerns to us. There's a multitude out there. There is young people that need, need friends. There's people in schools that need friends, people in college who are lonely, people, people who are walking the streets who are homeless. There are families that are broken. And our response can sometimes be, Jesus, all I have is, all I have is this little bit of whatever. I have a little bit of talent in this or that or a little bit of an ability, but it can only feed one child. It can only feed one small person. And tonight, if that's what you have to bring, then you're in good company because that's what the disciples brought to Jesus and he fed a multitude. All I have, Jesus, is a little bit of... And they bring it to Jesus. And the truth is that this sacrifice, this offering that they brought to Jesus when he asked, was never going to feed the multitude. It could never, ever feed the multitude. So they brought it and they said, this is all we have. And your small offering, my small offering, what I can bring from my life to give to Jesus for this great task, 
for, for seeing the gospel go out. All, all I can bring is never enough. The best of my talent will never be enough. The best of yours will never be enough. The best of the preachers will never be enough. The best of whatever we can do, even feed corks if we had a thousand of them. The best is never enough. And what we bring to Jesus essentially is our inadequacy. Jesus, I bring to you my inability to do more than feed one small child. I bring it to you. Here. Here. You take it. And that was all that Jesus wanted from the disciples was, here is my little bit, loaves and fish. I bring it to you, Jesus. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, because we see what we bring as being inadequate, we refuse to give it to Jesus. We refuse to give the all I have to Jesus. He died on the cross for us, and when he asks for our loaves and fish, we say no. We say no because we feel it's inadequate. It's too small. I, I can't give that small thing that I have to offer to Jesus. So we say no. We say no. You see, it's not about the size of the loaves and the fish or the amount of them. It's not about that because what you can bring will never be enough. The best of what you can bring will never be enough. But Jesus wants it. He desires our loaves and fish. He desires that talent, that ability to sing. We may never be able to sing as, as nicely as, as Isaac or some of the rest, but, but he wants our ability to sing. He wants our ability to pray. He wants our ability to, 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 to share what resources we have. He wants our ability to, to speak inadequate as we may feel it is. And we just bring it to him. That's all he's asking for, is that we would bring the loaves and the fish. And sometimes we say no. And tonight, Cork Church, the all that we have, if we've said no with it, could we in 2022 say yes? Jesus, it's still just, a, it's just loaves and fish. It's just a childlike sacrifice from a child and it'll only feed a child. But this year, I'm just going to say yes with my loaves and fish. I'm just going to say yes because I love you, Jesus. Because you first loved me. So here it is. Here it is. Take my little bit of talent. And Jesus will accept that, brothers and sisters. He accepts our inadequacy. He, he accepts it. And he loves it. And that's all he wants because when he has that little bit of sacrifice, do you know what he has? He has us. He has our heart. And if we will just come to him with, 
Jesus, it seems inadequate, it seems weak, it seems pathetic, but it's all I have, and I give it to you. Do you know what he has? He has us. And that's what he wants. He wants our heart. He wants our yes. He wants, uh, I will follow you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put it into Jesus' hands, brothers and sisters. When Jesus receives the bread, he breaks it. He receives the, the, the loaves from the, the disciples. He breaks it. And we know that, and we're told it's, it's symbolism that we're given, is that the breaking of the bread is symbolic of, of Jesus' body that was broken. And we break bread to remember Jesus' death, sacrifice, his resurrection. We remember his body broken. We remember his resurrection life. We remember him being raised from the dead. And what Jesus does, brothers and sisters, with our loaves and fish is he applies the cross to it. He applies supernatural resurrection life to our loaves and our fish and our all we have sacrifice. All we have is this, but Jesus will take it, brothers and sisters, and he multiplies it through the power of the cross, through resurrection life, through the power of the Holy Spirit. He will take the little bit that we give him, and he multiplies it, and he makes it feed a multitude. And brothers and sisters, if we will stand up in our generation, he will take our loaves and our fish, and he will feed those around us. He will. He will, because he has us, he has us available, he has us listening, he has us in the position of, of where our concerns are now uh, focused on what he's concerned with, instead of just consumed with, with our own needs. We've stepped into this new place of, I'm looking at the multitude, Jesus, this is all I have, and Jesus takes it, he multiplies it, and he makes it feed a multitude. He takes our little bit and He makes it enough, brothers and sisters. He makes it enough. God is able. And, and this, this is a beautiful thing. He invites His disciples into this whole experience of feeding the multitude. Imagine that Jesus did it another way where He just picked up a grain off the ground and, and fed the multitude. He could do that. But he chose to use the disciples and to use their sacrifice to feed the multitude. It's wonderful, brothers and sisters. This is the life. This is the life that we're invited into is where we, 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 we are invited into this fellowship and, and friendship with God where he shares his burdens with us and allows us to participate in, in the, the answering of the burdens. He allows us to participate in, in the success of the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is, this is the privilege that we have, no matter how inadequate we are. And he, he takes the inadequacy because if it was adequate, if, we, if what we offered was adequate, 
then we could say it was me and you, Jesus, who did it together. But he chooses to use our inadequacy so we know that, yes, we participated, but it was all him. And he took our little bits of, of bread and fish, our little bits of talent, and he did something amazing with it. Hallelujah. What, what a privilege. What a privilege. What a joy to step into that. And that invitation is for all of us, his disciples, Cork Church. And so, in a supernatural way, God feeds the people. And it is always going to be supernatural, brothers and sisters. It's always supernatural. This, is, this life we live is a supernatural life. It is beyond our ability. The ministries that we do, the, the way we live, the way our lives have been changed, it's all supernatural. It's all God. And this, this ministry to those outside of the church is supernatural. It must be supernatural. And then Jesus turns around after breaking the bread. And I love this. Breaking the loaves into pieces. This is in verse, uh, verse 18. Breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave some of the bread and fish to each disciple, and the disciples gave them to the people. And in verse 16, he said, you feed them. And what Jesus did was he applies supernatural power to the bread and the fish. And he gives it back to the disciples to minister to the people around them. And brothers and sisters, that's what God wants to do. He will take our sacrifice and he will use us to give out supernaturally, abundantly, more than we could ever give. And he turns it into so much more. He multiplies it. He, he causes it to, to spread and, and to grow. And brothers and sisters, this is supernatural. It's supernatural. And it's lovely. And we get to minister it. And the disciples ministered this food, this nourishment to the multitude. And the multitude are fed and blessed. want us to stand. We'll, we'll, we'll close. Isaac, would you mind coming back and we'll sing again that last song about being a sacrifice and giving on to the Lord. Let's close our eyes. You know, brothers and sisters, we can, tonight like those disciples, we can feel so inadequate in the face of the need. And that's the truth. We are. We are. But Jesus wants us to give that little bit that we have with all its inadequacy. He just wants us to give it to him. He will take it. He'll make it into whatever he wants to make it to be. That's up to him. That's up to him. What he does with that, whether we see it or not, 
He will take that and do something with it. We don't have to see the, the end results of it. Our part is to give it to Him. And in turn, He, he makes it something supernatural. And he, he puts something in our hands to give to others, to give to people. And we become a blessing. My desire, brothers and sisters, is that 2022 would be a year where we would multiply. Cork Church would multiply in its ability to give and to minister and to reach this generation. And it's just by us just saying yes to God. Lord, we want to, Lord, tonight, Lord, we want to come to you, God, as your church, oh God. Lord, as your bride, oh God, Lord, whom you died for, Jesus. Lord, help us, Lord, not to say no to you, oh God. When you ask, Lord, for our small abilities, oh God, when, when, because, Lord, sometimes we're embarrassed, Lord, of how little we have to offer, oh God, or, Lord, how, Lord, sometimes it's weak, Lord, how sometimes, Lord, it's not consistent even, oh God. Lord, our, our inconsistent inadequacies, oh God. Lord, God, we, but, but tonight, Lord, we, we come to you, oh God, and, Lord, we don't want to say no to you, Jesus. As you ask us, Lord, for, for this, oh God, our inadequacies, oh God, we don't want to say no to you, Jesus. We just want to say yes to you, oh God, and, oh, Lord, take, take what we have, oh God, take our, our talents, Lord, take, Lord, our resources, all, all these limited things that we have, oh God, take them, Lord, our time, Jesus. A time, oh God. Father, Lord, take them, Jesus. Take it, Lord. Take it, oh God. And, oh, Father, Lord, our desire, oh God, is that, Lord, we would be burdened, Lord, with your burden, oh God. Lord, for this generation, oh God, around us, oh God. Lord, people, Lord, who are lost, Lord. Lord, 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 who will go to hell, oh God, unless somebody, Lord, shares the gospel with them, oh God. Lord, Lord, we're so inadequate, oh God, but yet, Lord, we ask, oh God, would you, Lord, would you, Jesus, Lord, Lord, help us tonight, Lord, through your Spirit, Lord, turn our inadequacies, Lord, Lord, into ministry, oh God, oh Lord, into bread, Lord, for thousands of people, Jesus, 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 we ask you, oh God, we ask you, oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.